1: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Happy
2: 420. Blaze, <laughs> <Place>, Blaze, <laughs> <place. laughs>
1: We are fully leading into stoner cult today. Yes. This is our first 420 officially as a couple and (laughs) um, as residents of a state where it is legal. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's a big day for us. It It is a big day. And we are celebrating.
2: We are. You know how else I'm celebrating? By wearing my gorgeous unhappy hour merch. I've got the hat now, which I absolutely adore. Um, I've got the the shirt on. i the socks are in the mail, and then the sweatshirt's coming, and then I'll be Winnie the Poohing all over the goddamn place.
1: <laughs> Listen, the merch is great. You can mix and match. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. And
2: where can you get it again? Oh, that's right. Unhappyhourshop.com. It's amazing. How so is your
1: amazing. week otherwise?
2: You know, it's pretty shitty out here in the world, but um, <laughs> yeah. but it's 420 and I'm wearing merch. So that's what I'm going with. What about you? Same. <laughs> the most exciting thing for me, I know a lot of
1: people have been closely following my bedroom life. Mm. And by that, I mean, I previously did not have curtains. I only had blinds, yes. which famously let in light in the morning Mm -hmm. when I least want light and for a while I was like this is great I'm gonna wake up naturally it's gonna be so great for me Um, and now as the days get uh, longer and the sun comes out earlier I'm like well this bitch (laughs) go back down you can't snooze the sun that is the the tragedy of life (laughs) and so I did order some blackout curtains that arrive tomorrow and I will be officially blocking out the sun and yeah this can go one of two ways (laughs) Which is either it will solve my problems or make them much worse Mm -hmm. by giving me a, by creating a cave, a den that I will be able to retreat to in the middle of the day.
2: I feel pretty confident about betting on this. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to bet that it's going to make things worse, but in some ways (laughs) it'll also be better.
1: Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) what is happening on today's episode? Well, we're going to kick things off. As always, with Worst Things First, where we chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week, after that, we got a special 420 celebratory deep dive on my stoned thoughts, which I'm bringing you while stoned, okay? We went into the field, aka to the couch, on a Saturday night, and yeah, I got stoned for this podcast purposes, okay? And then... We let the mics roll and this is what we found. It's messy, okay? Things got weird. Basically, you're getting a glimpse into my brain under the influence of legal marijuana people. You're welcome, this is for science and for celebratory purposes. So you're welcome. Enjoy the mess that was my stone Saturday night, AKA every Saturday night. Finally, we got film critic, journalist, co-host of the Deadline podcast, New Hollywood, Dino Ray Ramos on the pod. We get into award season, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, rooting for Minari only. So much more. I don't know if you know this, but we're in the middle of award season. And so we talked all about how fucking weird this season has been. I wonder why racism <laughs> and everything else <laughs> so let's get into it let's do it let's start the show all right horse things first let's chat about the worst news of the week first the guinness world record holder for world's largest rabbit <gasps> He's a giant, honking, fluffy monster named Darius. Ooh, solid name. He's four feet long. He weighs 50 pounds. Damn. And as of a couple weekends ago, he is missing. No, Darius. Darius is missing. So Darius's owner, Annette, she is a rabbit breeder slash former model, because, you know, of course, everybody knows the modeling world is harsh. And once you once you get a little too old, they say, fuck out of here.
2: It's as the saying goes. If you can't model, breed giant rabbits. <laughs>
1: yes. And she really took that saying to heart and she went for it. <laughs> um, Annette posted about his disappearance on Twitter saying, a very sad day. Guinness World Record Darius has been stolen from his home. Stolen from his home. Oh,
2: so he's not missing. No, he
1: was He's stolen. kidnapped. Uh, rabbit-napped.
2: Rabbit-napped. Is what we right. say. Yes, of
1: course. The police are doing their best to find out who has taken him. There is a reward for a 1,000 pounds. Darius is too old to breed now, so please bring him back. That was the tweet. She's since raised the reward to 2,000 pounds. Damn. Annette told a British newspaper that Darius... He's largely retired from public appearances and uh, he's on a special diet because he's so old and he'll, he's going to die without his special diet. So she's basically like, why would you even want this rabbit? <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's old. It's on a fucked up diet.
2: It can't make um, you any money because it can't make any new giant babies.
1: Right. He's too old to fuck. So <laughs> bring him back. But yeah, they still, for some reason, they firmly believe that the rabbit was stolen and not escaped. Um, And so the police are seeking information. You know, we, the Unhappy Hour community could solve this crime and bring Darius back home. Oh my
2: God, please. Wow. And then we could write the TV show about it. It's going to be fantastic.
1: Darius does have a very colorful history um, in a 2019 interview Annette described Darius as an old man who can be a bit grumpy. He's basically our mascot. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but still she added he hasn't lost his sparkle. Oh. So yeah, Darius has kind of a colorful history. He was he's been kind of online famous. Uh, For a while, he's traveled across the country. I like calling it
2: online famous instead of internet famous. I don't know why he wrote that. (laughs) He's been kind of like worldwide web famous uh, for a while now.
1: (laughs) Huge on AOL. (laughs) Huge on Yahoo.
2: Just ask Jeeves about him. I
1: I will. (laughs) Uh, He's traveled across the country for events alongside Annette, who often appears with him dressed as the cartoon character Jessica Rabbit. Okay,
2: I mean, if you've got it, flaunt a girl. Love it. (laughs)
1: But strangely, according to a 2010 article, Darius was insured for $1.6 million and he traveled with a bodyguard. Sounds
2: like a bit of a double indemnity kind of situation here. I don't know if that's what double indemnity it's means.
1: Not, but... It's not. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> there might be some fraud happening mm-hmm. here. Who? Who knows Would would someone who goes around with their giant rabbit dressed as jessica rabbit from who framed roger rabbit be capable of committing insurance fraud who knows i'm not here to suggest that but they don't think he escaped they think he was stolen so who knows next a 54 year old woman very important to emphasize her age
2: (laughs) Mm, yes always always important she was
1: just walking her dog uh along the beach in boston looking for some sea glass
2: always forget that boston has beaches right you know?
1: it is it is a, a beach town that's what i think when i think of boston first thing oh yeah
2: miami boston tropical uh so she was just walking along the beach and uh
1: she was left in uh quite a pickle like this woman She was just walking down the beach and then she started sinking into the wet sand so much so that it was up to her knees and she was unable to move. Immobile. (gasps) Quicksand is real, people. Okay, this is not a drill. We can add it back to our
2: list of things to be paranoid about.
1: Exactly. Just when it's like, OK, everyone's being vaccinated. Haven't heard of murder hornets in a whole long time. And it's like, oh, quicksand decided to make an appearance.
2: <laughs> she was like, don't forget about me. Because yeah, you
1: always assume that like, I don't know, quicksand is kind of like an Indiana Jones problem. Exactly. And It happens wherever Indiana Jones happens. I've never seen Indiana Jones, but I did ride really? the ride at Disneyland.
2: Ugh, I miss it.
1: Uh, anyway yeah she was just like fully stuck in the mud I I don't know what I would do panic and then and then die
2: yeah no I think that's that's what you do know then <laughs> that is what would happen the
1: woman who is an ICU nurse named Camille Co- Coelho not to be confused with Camilla Cabello who uh, is on the front lines of a relationship with Shawn Mendes
2: mm, yes sinking into a different kind of mud yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, she gave an interview
1: after the fact she survived. Um, okay. Also she, was, <laughs> she got out. She was with a dog, the dog, Lucy. She did not sink. She stayed by uh, Camille and, uh, waited, uh, a, a bunch of passersby rushed to this woman's aid. Um, but ultimately there's a picture where this man, at, at first I thought people were like lancing this woman to death with giant wooden planks. That's what the picture looks like. It's a woman in the center. Uh, and then a bunch of people around her pointing giant sticks at her. Like she <laughs> is, is surrounded in some type of like medieval war situation. <laughs>
2: I'm just disappointed that Lucy, the dog, didn't like try to pull her out. I always imagine that like Putty in any situation where I'm hurt, like will know what to do, even though he is what a dog. Um, and that in the quicksand situation, he would be like, oh, leash, you stuck. I back up. I pull you out. And I'd, I don't know. I just I'd be pretty pissed at Lucy if I were. her. I mean,
1: you're you're assuming that uh, Lucy and or putty has the strength of like a pickup truck with, with chains attached to the back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am so petite. <laughs> uh,
1: eventually, the passersby who tried to help out, um, they ultimately decided it was safer to call the professionals. So the fire department came.
2: Okay. I don't know. Do they train for this in this the fire? goes wait, back wait. to the cat in the tree situation. Firefighter <laughs> stuck in the mud. Th- those things don't necessarily line up, but those are the people you call in that situation. Then why not a cat stuck I guess, in a tree? Who else would you call? I just feel like firefighters maybe need a rebrand. Like, are you just about fighting fires or do you do other things? And if so, what? Because I need to know who to call yeah
1: it's like fighting fires rescuing cats rescuing stuck women posing for calendars exactly anyway glad she's safe next this was a story that uh, a listener sent in thank you Kaylee thanks (laughs) Kaylee several eyewitnesses claim to have seen monkeys around their home near a cemetery in Cincinnati
2: haunted absolutely haunted imagery
1: One eyewitness even recorded this grainy video that was recorded around 10 p.m. So it's like hard to make out exactly what is happening. But they they say it shows three monkeys in a tree and two more that are out of frame on the ground. The problem is police have responded to multiple calls about these monkeys and they cannot find any monkeys there is So no actual proof. haunted monkeys, actual monkey ghosts. <laughs> yeah. This is not just in Pirates of the Caribbean, people. <gasps> Police did find some mating owls, which make sounds similar to monkeys, I suppose.
2: I guess, but also look absolutely nothing like monkeys. Right.
1: They quoted another person being like, I don't really know. Like, maybe they were high and just thought they saw monkeys. And the, <laughs> the video is kind of inconclusive. <laughs> Um, the uh, the Cincinnati police say that this particular cemetery has anywhere from ten to twelve wild turkeys that also run on the property. So there is a possibility okay. that those um, were mistaken for monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but for Classic multiple mistake. people, <laughs> right? Just police at this point are like, we don't know what what the hell is happening. <laughs> They even, so the Cincinnati Zoo said that none of their monkeys were missing, and there are no other reports of, of missing monkeys nearby. So, a true Ohio mystery. And finally, in a similar vein, I am obsessed with this story. Okay. Animal welfare officers in Poland received a desperate call from a resident about a dangerous looking animal that was lurking in a tree. The caller said that there was this mysterious brown animal. It had been sitting in the tree across from their house for two days. And people uh, were afraid to open their windows because they feared it could get into their house. The animal welfare workers were were like, okay, it could be a bird of prey. And the caller was like, uh, no, it looks more like an iguana. But I guess she couldn't remember the name of an iguana, so she called it a lagoon. <laughs> it's just a dumb dumb fact um so the inspectors were like okay we we should check this out Uh, also because a reptile might not be able to survive outside in cold temperatures um and so they eventually spotted something in this this lilac tree um noting that it had no legs or a head
2: i'm sorry what (laughs)
1: and and then they said we already knew that we could not help this creature the mysterious lagoon turned out to be a croissant (laughs) (laughs) shiro shiro to
2: be clear the shiro is the croissant it
1: is the croissant exactly so said otherwise, a croissant stuck in a tree struck the fear of God into a Polish woman who was so terrified she didn't leave her apartment for multiple days. <laughs> because of a beautiful, flaky, layered pastry nestled in a tree.
2: Just, just staring at her, staring her down. I mean, maybe she's, you know, gluten free.
1: Yeah, I... Listen, croissants are terrifying. You, uh, there's the amount of magic that goes into the creation of a croissant. Mm -hmm. Speaking from experience, okay, they are a mystical French pastry, and you should be afraid of it.
2: And you know, there's still a mystery within this, which is how did it get? uh, (laughs) How did a croissant get in the tree?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I want to speak personally to the squirrel that dragged that thing up there and didn't finish it. Okay, you know how much work goes into a (laughs) croissant and you have the audacity
2: to just waste it? It's a beautiful story all around.
1: Or uh, we'll find out later that it was an actual iguana that dragged it up there. And this woman will be found Uh dead in several days eaten by an Uh iguana because the croissant wasn't enough.
2: I appreciate that almost all of these stories really did have some sort of like not explicitly stoner, but yet still somehow stoner vibes to it. Happy 420, everyone.
1: Yeah, truly unexpected uh, during every, every turn, which is how we like it. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. As always, if you want to hear and see even more stories that were brutally cut from this week's episode, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash map LSI, for those bonus stories. And next up, we're diving deep into our stoned brains. Get ready. You better blaze up, as they say. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep Tide. Deep Tide. Deep Tide. Deep 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 this is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Matt Bellisai, coming at you live on the couch. We're
2: not live. This is edited. <laughs>
1: In honor of 420. So about an hour ago, I, I had a, sp- a special piece of chocolate, and mm-hmm. I also um, have been... Partaking in in inhale inhalations through a vape pen, uh huh, mm-hmm. and um. So now I would say I'm sufficiently hazy
2: in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you're much much deeper in than hazy. Uh, I'd say it's full fog so, in there. Oh right. Yeah.
1: So I wrote down a whole bunch of my stoner thoughts that I feel like in honor of 420 our deep dive, we just dive right into all of the thoughts of mine that are insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear this and you will lose your mind. <laughs> okay? So I hope everybody is ready. And I want you to know that, okay, a symptom of mine when I get stoned is that my brain is emptiness. <laughs> it's, if it was a beach, there'd be no beach goers. <laughs> Okay, and so every you should know that throughout this deep dive, every thought that you he are hearing right now comes at great cost to me. <laughs> it, is, it is laborious of me to speak right now and share this. The these little thoughts. people
2: in your brain right now—they are sweating up, up a chry, storm. They're on
1: the hamster wheels, just spinning. Okay, are we ready for uh, worst things? What is it? Are we ready for the worst stoner thoughts? Uh, One more puff for the ladies in the back.
2: (laughs) 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 Is that a quote? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One more puff for the ladies (laughs) in the back.
1: (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. Okay, my first thought is that I'm too tall. (laughs) (laughs) I've had this... This is real, people. Okay, I've had this thought lately... A lot when I'm even when I'm sober, uh-huh. Where I stand up and I'm like, this is too far it's off the ground.
2: Way too far from the ground. Yeah. And the limbs? So long. Like it's the wingspan situation should not be that long. Whose? I. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Yours. My wingspan has nothing to do with my height. Yes, because you're tall, you have long arms. As you sure. Yeah.
1: Why don't you tell that to the Tyrannosaurus Rex? He
2: had tiny arms. Exactly.
1: That doesn't mean shit. My legs uh, can be super long, and it will not even. Correlate. Okay, but we
2: aren't the same as a T Rex. Exactly. So are, uh, we are tall with long arms. <laughs> you aren't denying the fact that you have long arms.
1: I do, but that I'm just saying it's irrelevant information. Okay. Next. I was thinking of who decided that chocolate chips had to be that size. You know, it's like we have grams and we have pounds. Right. How did they decide that they're going to just have their own chocolate chip system? <laughs> because then there's the mini chocolate chip. Yeah. Famously. And
2: they're so small.
1: Too small. Yeah. But I would I would venture to say that the regular chocolate chip, too big.
2: Completely agree with you. A hundred percent. The standard is too large.
1: Oh, God. And then you have Chunk.
2: Chunk. And then you have the wafers, the like wafers. I never know what to do with that. Would you consider a Hershey's kiss to be a giant chocolate chip? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Should we make a massive cookie using Hershey's chocolate kisses as
1: yes
2: next
1: this one was just low calorie desserts
2: get the fuck out of here low low
1: calorie desserts to me it's like what are you even who are you trying to please yeah who are you for
0: if you want a dessert
1: what airplane passengers (laughs) and he's gone oh oh people in the
2: 90s (laughs) Is that is that what you think? Skinny cow ice cream. Who wants a skinny cow? I'm just like, if you're going to go
1: for a dessert, okay, eat a dessert. people. Mm -hmm. I was on Instagram and I saw this guy who posted that he made cookies with zero calorie sugar. And I'm like, that's not real. It's
2: not a good thing.
1: Just don't eat a cookie then.
2: What does that even mean? How do you make that happen? I don't
1: know. How
2: do you take calories out of something? Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure everything has calories. Right? Except for like water. Anyway, I just mad. I just don't understand like if why try so hard to create a low calorie cookie. Just eat a fucking cookie. And don't even get me started on 100 calorie packs. Oh, yeah. They try to pass that shit off in the early two thousands. <laughs> oh, look at us. We are here's a package of the thinnest Oreos you can fucking imagine. In your <laughs> little tiny piece of
2: shit brain. Like it's a nutcracker. Right. Or like those penny machines that take a penny and then stamp it into like a memorabilia penny. Exactly. That, but <laughs> yeah. 100 you have notes. the
1: audacity to give me a tiny package <laughs> with about seven of those little tiny pennies with Abraham Lincoln stamped <laughs> on it. I guess they all have Abraham Lincoln stamped on it. Okay, next. The other thing that I was thinking about is I have no idea how the mail works.
2: Oh, the idea of organizing that. Gives me nightmares.
1: Right. I mean, just on the most basic level of reading other people's handwriting.
2: Yeah. Impossible. You know how insane
1: that is that I can just drop a piece of a parchment into a mailbox. And as long as I write a special set of letters on it, it will just show up across the country in like two days.
2: And the fact that they figured that shit out like pretty early on.
1: Didn't he invent mail?
2: I feel like we give that guy too much credit. He I, to the point where like I don't even know what he did because everyone says he did so much.
1: Right. I just started thinking about his song in Hamilton.
2: I still haven't seen it.
1: Thomas Jefferson's coming.
2: Were we talking about Benjamin we should... Franklin? Oh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah yes we were <laughs> it was it's a different character person are they
2: both in Hamilton I don't think Matt Franklin is at <laughs> all <laughs>
1: and finally I just think we're trusting elevators way too much every time I get in an elevator I'm like this could be it
2: especially ones that go like hundreds of stories yeah that can't be safe
1: Oh, you know what I realized recently that I wish I hadn't? Oh, what? Is that, do you know how some buildings, they don't list the 13th floor? Yeah. I live on the 14th floor. Uh Uh-huh. And I realized it's the 13th floor. (gasps) And when I tell you I nearly shit my pants, I could not believe it, I said.
2: You gotta get the heck out of there.
1: It just goes right from 12 to 14, which means, guess what? I'm the 13th floor. It is
2: so funny that they Numbers ju- are made up. That they're just like, you know what? Let's just do... Let's just skip that one because it freaks people out. And no just, one
1: would No one would choose to live on that floor. Which that's is so why.
2: ridiculous.
1: But I was the fool. They got me. They got me, Gail. <laughs> 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 um... But anyway, every time I get on the elevator, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. It should not. There's no way that there's like a man with a pulley on the (laughs) other (laughs) side of this floor just working his biceps. I just feel like we're trusting them way too much.
2: Oh, yeah. All
1: right. That's it for this week's deep dive. Coming up next in your ears, which is another crazy thing that I'm saying this now. It's like a Saturday night. Yeah. And someone in the future is listening to it right now, present day. Yeah. Anyway, coming up next in your ears, Dino Ray Ramos, right after this commercials. Commercials.
2: Great. Beautiful.
1: Oh, break. You were waiting for commercial
2: break. <laughs> commercial break is what I was waiting for. <laughs>
1: right after this commercial break.
0: (laughs) 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 So natural. You can listen to the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: My guest complainer today is journalist and podcast host, Dino Ray Ramos. He's written for Deadline. He hosts uh, the podcast New Hollywood, which recently was a Glad honoree. Welcome, Dino.
3: Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matthew. Matt, Matthew. <laughs> who calls you Matthew and who calls you Matt? I was
1: honestly... I was just thinking of this because I went to Starbucks and my Starbucks account Mm -hmm. is Matthew, because that is my full Mm -hmm. government name, but I go by Matt, I go by Matt. Uh, My mom, my family calls me Matthew.
3: Matthew, get down here now. That kind of thing, right? Exactly. Okay.
1: If I say anything you absolutely hate, you can scream Matthew well, at no, me. I,
3: I'm, I'm so excited y'all asked me to be on. Little old me. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Well, we start with everybody by asking, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Okay.
3: I actually made a list.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> true journalistic behavior.
3: No, I mean, like I am not liking a lot of things right now, of course. Right. I'm considering what's going on in the world. But if I want to uh-huh. get really petty, one of the main things I hate and I have hated is online dating apps. Uh and I yes. I will continue Okay, to- <laughs>
1: this is the entire hour now.
3: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh where do we start? Where do we start? Okay, so like I I'm on Tinder. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm on Grinder. Well, no, I actually just deleted <laughs> Grinder last night because I was. Uh, <laughs> so there was a f- fresh wound that. <laughs> but also, this is coming from also Grinder is one of those like you delete and then you re-upload, re- delete, re-
1: uh huh, uh huh. It randomly just appears back on your phone. Yeah, because without you know, yeah,
3: I I have Scruff and I have Hinge. Mm-hmm. I hate all of them. I pay for <laughs> Scruff for some reason. I don't know why. And yeah. I don't know why. You just chat with people and nothing comes of it. And I, mm-hmm. it's just the same buff white guys in L.A. who I see <laughs> at each app, right? Right. Um, and um, you just start to try to have a conversation with people and then they just fall off. Right, it, right. There's just something so disrespectful, period, about those apps. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I have so much to say about this. I, we truly could spend the yes. next hour talking about this because I I also cannot imagine what it's like in LA. I I can because I've I've traveled to LA and I've taken a a, a glance and it is You've taken horrifying. A
3: have you taken a suitor here? <laughs>
1: I definitely have done that thing that I hate when other people do, which is, you know, I'll swipe when I'm traveling in other cities. And then it's like, okay, I'm probably never going to see this person. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, because I hate when other people do that. And it's like, why the fuck did you even talk to me (laughs) if if I'm never going to see
3: you? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and also Tinder does Tinder is very aggressive lately because mm-hmm. it's like you swipe and, there, and then while you're swiping, it will say, hey, we we uh, we increased your parameters because we want you to continue uh-huh. to have fun. And I'm all, and then yeah. I swipe on someone right and then we match and they're like 8,000 miles away or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> Or like you're swipe right and then Tinder will automatically say, are you sure you don't want to upgrade and give them a superstar? And I'm like, no. Yeah, they've figured out
1: all of these new clever ways to be like, guess what? You have zero chance with this person, but if you really want to, we'll let you try again and, and give them a super like. Or the expanded radius thing is like, uh, you ran out of people. Yes, like a, you swiped on everybody. No
3: one likes you here. We need to go somewhere else, please. <laughs> we need to, like, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's one of the things I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love
1: when someone comes with a list because I know we're going to have uh, a lot to talk about.
3: Also, we were talking about this before we, we, we signed on, but you know, uh, uh, virtual anything these days mm-hmm. specifically virtual award shows uh yes i am i i've had to cover so many and we're like in the thick of award season right now and also right since everything was delayed because of covid things are overlapping so any mm-hmm. campaigning is already happening and oscars haven't even finished or even aired yet right I hate them, <laughs> I, and, and they're they're all awkward and weird. And like, why not just do a twenty minute PowerPoint presentation and call it a day? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to see you know someone like this, <laughs> like me right now, with a with a, this very you know casual yet very set up background. Uh-huh. accepting an Emmy or a Golden Globe and uh, right or, or whatever I just we we tolerated award shows before but now it's just like oh this is why we really hate them
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you really strip it down to the bare essentials it, it's a stark uh reminder of just how horrible everything is
3: <laughs> I mean I mean I'm in the, you know, a, a part of a trade one of the Hollywood trades and They're Mm -hmm. they're like very industry adjacent, but they're still very Mm -hmm. much a part of the cycle of Hollywood, right? And I'm just like, oh, am I allowed to say I hate Oscars? (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, yeah, I I will. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I will support people who deserve, but do we need Uh all the pomp and circumstance? I mean, I hated working the red carpet. I hate the red carpet so much, guys. Yeah,
1: that's what I was. I literally have a question about whether uh, if we could just bitch about red carpets, because I I hate them, too. Yeah. And I've been not to brag, but I have been uh, I have been on both sides of of the rope. OK. At at different times. And it's nobody likes
3: it. Nobody is having a good time. (laughs) No one is like, well, I'm interested to hear like you've been on both sides, which is like. Interesting because uh, no because when I'm on the other side and you know we're like oh how effective is a two minute interview with you know Charlize Theron no there's no. Yeah.
1: Nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody, like there's nothing that you can get out of someone in that two minute time that is going to be like newsworthy, Mm. which is what everybody is after that one little bite that is going to like go, go viral on Twitter or
3: whatever. There's always just one. It's always just one comment out of the whole like Oscars, Golden Globe, Emmy, red carpet. There's always just one comment. And, and then there's that whole thing of these, these publicists who come up to and be all do you want to talk to so and so and then you feel <laughs> yeah. pressured right because they're right you there bad. because they're right 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 sometimes i'm all no i think <laughs> like, no i'm sorry i'm looking for you know but yeah it's Basically, when you're interviewing, you're basically in the trenches. You're in the war trenches right. talking to people. And you're like, uh, do you even want... That should be a question. Do you even want to be here? And then... <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, but everyone's answer would be absolutely not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or they'd give like a, the, the, the the PR template answer. Like, oh, I'm so... Right. I'm just honored. I'm just honored. Right. I'm like, it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm only here for the gift bag. Oh, and... And also, it's interesting to see these like since there's no more red carpets, people are sending in portraits of them in their backyard <laughs> and <laughs> or, or uh-huh, like on the uh-huh. couch. I'm like, I was like, oh,
1: is I mean, do they enjoy it? It just reminds me of. <sighs> it's in the same realm as like TV shows that have incorporated COVID into the plot. Uh, And it's like, (laughs) I don't want to experience literally anything that reminds me of this moment. Yeah. Like I would rather we just ignore it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Wait till it's over and not acknowledge it ever again.
3: I agree. Like, for instance, I, the one thing that comes to mind is This Is Us, because I used to watch that a lot. I mean, I just, uh-huh, uh-huh. I only watch certain things now because I just can't. Uh, but This Is Us this season is very COVID heavy. Like, I don't know if you watch it, but. I
1: stopped after the crock pot
3: incident. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I, I couldn't continue. But but this one, it's very much like, oh, these people are just living through COVID. And it's like, uh-huh. like oh that's depressing. But then you have something like, um, like the I, I'm gonna admit, the only two things or three things I kind of religiously watch these days are one, reruns of Top Chef, and Top Chef is currently in a new season, RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and then anything Marvel, uh, because right. I'm I'm a nerd or whatever. Uh, uh, but um, but like when I see what Top Chef and uh, Drag Race have done, it's kind of interesting because Drag Race filmed during the pandemic and, and, uh, right. and it's apparent because, you know, there's like on the judges panel, they have dividers. But other than that, it's not really shown, right? Right. right. It, it's just like they'll mention it once in a while, but they won't be all the well, it's so funny when they go outside and they have to wear face shields and they're in full drag. I'm all, that's a look. Um, Right. Which I I still am like, you know, who who knows
1: anything uh, about anything? But I feel like those those glass masks, (laughs) those plastic masks are doing nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Besides making you look like you're about to hop on a motorcycle. (laughs) Like it does not make any sense to me. It's
3: like you're about to go welding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like. I mean I don't understand I mean I, from what I understand I heard you're supposed to put a face shield and a mask on.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like an added layer not not uh, in place of a mask. But, but yeah. whatever, everybody do their own thing. <laughs> uh I do I but I do love that part of drag race where they will will cut to someone outside. <laughs>
3: I, mean, I remember there <laughs> who's was one holding up. The, the, yeah they weren't even wearing the mask. They were just holding the <laughs> plastic shield. And I think it was Simone, who I love, um, and she was just like talking and I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> like, I guess that works. I mean, um, yeah,
1: this will be a weird transition from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, and this is a, the most basic of questions. But what was the sort of first pop culture thing that you remember it, it, snaring you, bringing you in?
3: It would be. oh uh, God, it's so appropriate that I'm wearing this shirt. It would be the Goonies. I know. It would be the Goonies. Because uh, watching that, I was like, oh, this is so fun. And and, and it was like very much of a, the 80s kind of thing, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And I, I remember watching it. And also seeing Data was kind of the first time I guess I was, I felt seen. Because I was all, hey, there's an Asian kid there, you know. It's <laughs> like, does he belong? I'm like. <laughs> and, and, and then like. I I wanted to be so I so wanted to be a part of their group like I wanted to go on adventures <laughs> with them. I really uh-huh. I really wanted to be friends with uh, Steph Martha Plumpton's character. Yeah, I, I just loved it, and I think that kind of just led me into this whole kind of Spielbergian kind of or, or just like film and, and and things of that sort. I th- I don't know if Karate Kid was that before or after, but like Karate Kid, that whole era of of, of, of film. And even like music and just eighties iconic stuff that's like iconic now. I think that's kind of what fueled my love for just film and T V and pop culture mm-hmm. and, and and I just and like to this day I, I could continue to watch, you know, Goonies on an endless loop. And uh I, I just I just love that that film.
1: I feel like I will get shit from everybody, but I, I'll brace myself by saying I have never watched The Goonies.
3: That is fine. You don't need to watch everything, Matthew. <laughs> no, it is
1: one of those movies that is like, it. I should, I, I, I should have seen it by now. I should have sought it out and watched it. Uh, um, I, and surely it's been on television and <laughs> like. But I just, yeah, it's escaped me. Have
3: you like seen bits and pieces of it? I'm guessing, like,
1: yeah, I'm like generally aware of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could. <laughs> it's not completely, you know, I, I, I know it. If
3: you, if anything, it would be like fun to watch because you get to see Josh Brolin yeah. and you get to see Corey Feldman, uh, and and Martha Plimpton, of course, and uh, just right. kind of seeing these actors, you know, like seeing Josh Brolin in there, it, it's just like. He, he he was kind of hot, you know, as the older brother guy, and he would be in. Right. He he was in like workout gear all the time. Like it it was like the signature sweats with the shorts over them. <laughs>
1: Right, right. <laughs> I know, I'm almost afraid to delve back into the 80s, like, movie dumb because of what it might inspire in me, fashion-wise. No, go ahead! Because I feel like <laughs> I'm, like, one straw away from going, like, full leg warmers, and, I like, that 80s, like, um, athletic wear, I feel like is very much...
3: I, I Is that your that. brand, uh, 80s athletic wear? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not in the slightest.
3: <laughs> or oh, you mean like, because like, I don't know if you watched like WandaVision when mm-hmm. kind of Catherine Hahn's character in that athletic like get up. Right, right. That was iconic. Yeah.
1: Speaking of WandaVision, um, because I you mentioned that Marvel is the other the other big category that you're into. I just watch all of the Marvel movies for the first time. So I'm really behind on everything. No, that's fine. Um, oh, oh But I'm I'm doing the work. I'm putting in the work <laughs> to catch up. You're doing
3: the work. Uh, um, <laughs> so wait, what what's your opinion? Like so you watch Endgame, you're done, right?
1: yeah oh i made it to the end watched all of wandavision have not been keeping up religiously with falcon uh yeah falcon and winter soldier give yourself
3: a break give yourself a little break yeah
1: i also my brain is at a point where i can only really take stuff in if i can sit down and watch it in one long block Mm. i watched all what is it 22 movies in like a week and a half are you serious that's a, lot. It was a little a, a couple weeks a couple weeks but also yeah i'm a comedian in the middle of a pandemic there's not a lot happening in my life <laughs> well i think so
3: it's but I, I i'm happy for you congratulations thank you i mean i feel like thank you should you. get a certificate or something like a certificate of completion yeah.
1: like a signed picture of chris evans ass <laughs> i feel like i deserve that <laughs> for what i've been through so like
3: after endgame how did you feel
1: I mean, I'll admit, I I was like fully going into it. I was like, this just seems like so much to have to put energy into, Mm. like to have to watch all of these things in a row in order to understand this overall story. I'm like, I don't, I don't have the energy for this. Um, But once, once I got going, I was like, okay, I absolutely have the energy for this. And it's that same mentality of like, you expect me to watch a 22 uh, episode season of something that's 50 minutes long. That is insane. And yet, I'll, I'll do it. So, you know, once I got going, It was a lot of
3: fun. Yeah. It's, I mean, it gets emotional too. I mean, I don't mind that being three hours because I was like a full out nerd dumb. There's a whole battle at the end. Gwyneth Paltrow is involved. Right. Right. Whether she she knows it or
1: not, she's involved.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's involved there. You know, I love seeing a Tom Holland situation. Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, Chadwick Boseman. There's so many things going on there that I I love. Right.
1: We haven't really touched on this year's award season. I'll be honest. um, I think the only movie that's nominated that I know of is Borat, (laughs) (laughs) that that I've thus far watched.
3: (laughs) That's fine. I mean, I would say, I I I I just tweeted this too. This is probably going to get me in trouble. But I am I am following Issa Rae's lead when she I was on the red carpet once and she said, I'm just rooting for mm-hmm. Black people. I'm like, oh, I'm just yeah. rooting for people of color. I mean, uh, right. <laughs> that doesn't discount everyone's performance. That's great. But like, I'm going to support community. But I think I want to tell you what to watch. Oh God, that sounded so douchey. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, this is what I want to know. Um, I would say watch Minari if you can. Right. I know that is top of the list. Brace yourself to you know, cry. Right. If, if <laughs> that
1: is honestly why I've been, avo- I haven't been in the right space to be able to like watch something that I know is going to make me sob.
3: And also so- Steven Yun is just amazing in that. And also uh, mm-hmm. Ya Jung Yun, who is, plays the grandma who's been getting s- mm-hmm. so many awards and I hope right. she wins on, on uh, Oscars day. Um, she's phenomenal in it. Watch Nomadland. Okay, I, I take, you know, mm-hmm. Nomadland you should watch just because, you know, Chloe Zhao is, is great, but also Frances McDormand is, she's probably one of the exceptions of, you know, my people of color rule. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is phenomenal in it. Um, and the rest you could skip. <laughs> Honestly, that makes it a lot easier. Well, also, <laughs> wait, um, Sound of Metal, uh, If you if you get a chance to watch that, because I think... Riz Ahmed is uh, amazing, um, right? Oh yeah, there there are some, you know, there there are quite a few, like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think um, seeing Chadwick in that, mm-hmm. and of course Viola Davis, like, right? Like, what what can you say about her? Anything she does, she's just gonna slay, and you're just gonna be all yeah. okay. Give her give her the Oscar. Um, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting award season. Um. And it's interesting how everything's overlapping because now I'm getting pitched like Emmy stuff and and, and all uh-huh. that. And I'm like, oh, come
1: on, guys. <laughs> uh- <laughs> That's the thing. It's like it doesn't even feel like award season anymore. It's just constant. That it's it's just it's all year.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the award season, it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, I do have a feeling that it's not gonna work out the way I want or how a lot of people uh-huh. want just because of how it is. And um, like One Night in Miami, for instance, I felt like that, um, that's something that you should, I think that movie is a little bit fun, but also yeah, it's intense in some parts. Um, that's another movie that I felt like, like Regina King should have got nominated for, for best director, but I feel like they were like, oh, nope, nope, nope. We already have two females, can't have another one. <laughs> Uh-huh, because no one is watching Mank, you know uh, right
1: <laughs> that is even the name I'm like i can't I can't watch a movie called Mank. I don't care if it's based on a real person.
3: <laughs> you should have changed it. I started watching it, and i I fell asleep like not I, I was yeah, I was just like, oh, what is this? I mean I love Gary Oldman and all, but it's like mm-hmm. what what are we doing? <laughs>
1: That is the thing that where on the one hand it's it's great that a lot of these movies are available to everybody just in your home you can turn it on and watch it but now it's like okay well i didn't pay for a ticket in a movie theater so i don't really have to stay awake for this whole thing it's a double edged sword not having to pay for a movie I, and yes of course i like don't even think about the uh, hundreds of dollars that netflix takes from my account every year <laughs> I realize I'm very much paying for it, but it's too much. Yeah. Well, on that note, where can people find you and your work?
3: Uh, I'm on, uh, you could find uh, Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast on anywhere anywhere you get your podcastings. Um, Is that a word, podcastings? Um, Why not? (laughs) uh, I'm on the Twitter uh, and on the Instagrams, at Dino Ray, at D-I-N-O-R-A-Y, yeah, and I'm pretty much just google me. You'll find me. Um uh, I'm on OnlyFans. I have my own No, I'm just joking. <laughs>
1: right. I mean get, get your coin. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I mean like
3: are there other OnlyFans? I mean, I think there's cooking OnlyFans, but I haven't seen them before. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. I might look that up. <laughs> So Dino Ray, follow me, and and I, I'm I'm obnoxious on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get I'll I'll go wild once in a while and go on a rant, but um, other than that, I try to. I mean, I, my my brand is petty with a heart of gold. So there you go.
1: <laughs> that is perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show, but. First, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better, White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we could take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week?
2: There have been a lot of really horrible events uh, that have happened in the past week. And there have been a lot of conversations about abolition. And I realized that I like don't know a ton about it. So I wanted to recommend a book that was recommended to me and that I just recently ordered, which is called We Do This Till We Free Us, Abolitionist Organizing and Transforming Justice, which is by the organizer, educator and curator Maryam Kaba. I'm really interested in learning more about abolition and what a justice system that isn't based on punishment could look like. So, that is an anti racism resource that I think could be really beneficial to check out. Amazing.
1: All right. Uh, let's get into the TV we're watching this week. Barry, what are you watching?
2: Um, you know, I haven't started anything new. I'm still watching Made for Love, which I'm really loving. Um, And uh, you and I went back and rewatched some Abroad City, which Mm -hmm. was a formative TV show for me. I loved it so much. I was uh, I still love Abby and Alana. But like when it came out, I was like, oh, my God, like (laughs) I I, I see myself so much. Um, And I realized that I hadn't like gone back and watched early episodes very much. um, So it was really fun to go back and and do that. And I might I might actually keep going and just kind of do a little Broad City rewatch. That
1: is very much on brand for our 420 episode. It
2: really is. Yeah. I
1: would say mine is probably similar. And I think I also said the same thing at the exact same time last year. So maybe (laughs) there is something going on, but getting high and watching Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Less depressing than you think. Okay. I'll say that. (laughs) I I don't really recommend watching it sober as an adult, but. It is ridiculous. There are a lot of references that I definitely did not catch as a child. (laughs) Yeah, there is, it is fully a ridiculous show. Uh, you cannot tell me that they are not fully homosexual. I know. I believe the creator of SpongeBob said that they are asexual or that SpongeBob is asexual, but Mm. I maintain that SpongeBob, even if he is asexual is still a gay icon. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, on the flip side, I've also been very much in a like documentary mood. Oh, <laughs> very not compatible. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like because my brain, I'm trying to get back into like reading more and doing more um stimulating things for my brain. and uh i I forgot that like documentaries are like reading a book. <laughs> like sure. you could can, can say that you read a book after you watch a documentary, right. So, I finally finished the Fran Lebowitz docu series mm-hmm. on Netflix, and I'm kind of like looking for some recommendations. Oh, I know I'm gonna. Next on my list is the, My Octopus Teacher.
2: Uh, yes, I, I fell asleep uh, oh, no. very near the end, but it was beautiful. Um, I'd say my one gripe was I wanted much less of the human and just mm. more of the octopus. But right, right. beautiful,
1: beautiful Show documentary. That yeah. <laughs> anyway, what is your non-TV chaser?
2: My non-TV chaser? I don't know if I've talked about them before, but it really does bring me joy is the clothing company New Works. N-O-O-W-O-R-K-S. They are a woman owned, woman run business. The way that they work is they have like a bunch of different dresses, a bunch of different pants, and then they work with artists to create patterns for those things. So like you can buy the same pair of pants and all these different limited edition patterns and they're all made in California. It's just like the the way that those clothes fit my body makes me feel so good about myself. And it's like all of my favorite clothes are from there. They're the ones who like the jumpsuits that I love the most and like overalls and like it's always the clothes that I get like the most compliments on when I go out. But they're also really like it feels like they're made for a lot of different body types, which I really appreciate. And they're great about putting size measurements on their website and like using models who just like look like real people mm-hmm. so you can really see what it looks like and I normally wouldn't like fully shout out a brand this hard but they just represent so many things that I appreciate in the clothing industry and truly like when I wear their clothes it doesn't matter what the size is in the tag I look at myself and I'm just like damn I look good like wow I feel great about myself and you don't get that with a lot of clothes so I love new works they're great. Sponsor us, yay! <laughs> um,
1: yeah, a clothing brand second only to unhappyhourshop.com.
2: Right, of course. Yes. <laughs> what about you? What's your non-TV chaser this week? I mean, I sort of gave it away. I guess I'm I'm
1: uh, excited about my curtains, my bedroom curtains. <laughs> I just I am excited to get back to uh, a bedroom that I've specifically created just for sleep which is the purpose of a bedroom
2: <laughs> right <laughs> one, of, yes. one of
1: the purposes but right now uh, a
2: sleep sanctuary if you will
1: exactly uh i want deep dark curtains that block out any semblance of sun i also like a heavy curtain that like helps block noise and that kind of mm. thing i just would like to be able to sleep in the morning and feel peace and i'm mm. getting there good and that makes me happy That's it for today's show. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head straight to my Patreon page. You can also buy some merch at unhappyhourshop.com. And obviously, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Or wherever you get this podcast, hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Bianca Rickford-Engwin, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna weiss and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansel Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter. For all the latest podcast buzz, you can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Borderline. Feels like I'm trying to my my. mind. Madonna.
2: I had no idea. Okay, my mouth is so dry.